0: Hi dear, this is Anna Jadi with D- Dear Anne and this is a Walk With Me series. We're walking the road to the cross of Calvary, the way of power. And today we're talking about surrounded by lying tongues. When people are around you and they bear false witness, when they tell a lot of lies or whatever they are built is built on falsehood. That's what we're talking about today from the stories the drama of easter the line was about five kilometers long there were men women and their pretend adult children the desperation was apparent the hunger was real and the hope was dim they knew what they wanted they wanted a chance at a better tomorrow the past 24 years had worsened no one envisaged the level of suffering especially in the last eight years all but the ones who profiteered from the old brigade wanted a change a real change their demands were not much. All they wanted was a safe environment to live and to do business. They wanted value for lives and property and mutual respect. Everybody respecting their own boundaries. That's all they wanted. It's not much to ask considering that the creator already endowed the nation. A few months to the day, it felt like the sitting government had a job of slowly killing the populace. They made sure movement from one place to the other was near impossible. There was severe forest scarcity. And that for no reason. No plausible explanation. People were just supposed to take it. It was as if, if they didn't see the people suffer, then they were not doing their job. Transportation was like the rich man passing through the eye of the needle to further make The bad situation, terrible. The currency was changed. The order was deposit the old in exchange for the new and do it now. The policy could have been better timed. The people brought out their old and the new came in trickles. In actual fact, they had to beg to collect their own money. And then when they eventually found money, they were given in trickles. Imagine if I needed to spend a million naira and all I got was 5,000 naira. Please, what ratio is that? And what was I supposed to be doing with that? What about people who were in hospital, people who needed to bury their dead, people who needed to marry? Money was scarce. Trade by battle became the order of the day. True, There were conspiracies, all right. The election season was fast approaching and the government needed to prevent vote buying. It seemed like a noble thought on the surface. But when you realize that the target was beyond the people, the politicians were not people who obeyed the laws. The ones who needed to flaunt their wealth at the time of election did not need the government or the institutions. They were the government. Aji was in front of the line. She and her children had endured untold hardship. They had had enough. If the men would not take action, the Lord did not forbid her to vote and she would make her vote count. That was her determination. It was good. It sounded like a good thing to do, you know. But it was all right until the political talks came on the scene. They bellowed their orders to instill fear and capitalize on the people's needs. And the, their leader goes, "went We will give you five thousand naira to, if you will vote your, for the party, we instruct you." The man behind that did a quick calculation. He was there with his wife, four children, and two relatives. 35,000 naira, just like that. That is more than the money they had collected, collectively handled in the last six months. With that, they could eat a decent meal for once. And in that instant, Sunni sold his soul and his children's future for a morsel of bread. Ajia watched in disbelief as the men, one by one, collected the 5,000 naira in exchange for their vote. The candidate was a notorious warlock who had no regard for God nor for man. His belief was that every man had a price, and if he had to pay, so be it. The recipients for a token were happy to go against the truth, quieting the voice of their conscience, and cast their votes for a lie. Never mind the consequences, their future will be mortgaged to the ruling party for the next four years. What is, has been, and will forever be. Let's put it another way. There's nothing new under the sun. The elders of the council had gotten desperate. They needed to be rid of the man Jesus. He made nonsense of their ideologies. And to make matters worse, the people loved him. Why will not they? He solved their problem and charged nothing in return. The Sanhedrin never did anything without laying a further burden on the people. They envied the man. He got the job done and that effortlessly. So they made it their preoccupation to trap the man. One time they would ask him difficult questions thinking he would trip. But Jesus being God, the God-man knew their heart and He never played into their hands. Then came the Passover weekend. It was a good time to nail their sworn enemy. The only problem was they needed evidence and they had none. Hence, they resorted to bribing folk to bear false witness. Did they not just call them elders? Were they not the chief priests and the high priests, all the elders? elders of the land when is it how is it that the ones who who should uphold the law are the ones blatantly breaking the law how is it that the ones who should be called noble are the ones that are crass like in hajiah's climb they found willing vessels among the crowd every weakness came with a bogus claim he claimed to be god this one said he said he will bring down the temple another said that temple took 46 hours years to build and and he said he would reconstruct it in three days. Yet another one said he healed on the Sabbath and will not pay taxes. It was bad enough that he wasn't going to pay taxes. He engineered his followers to do the same. Everybody had something to say. The only problem was all their witness was not consistent. They countered each other. The Sanhedrin were getting desperate because because they needed to nail this man, and it was it was not happening. Their problems transcended their laws. It w- it went into their egos. They wanted this guy dead, and they had no powers to make it happen. The Romans are the only ones who could kill a man. They can only accuse him. They could not kill him. So they quickly do mock trials. Trials that should be done during the day, they had to do their own in the night. Three trials in one night, just so you can nail your sworn enemy. They dragged him before Annas, Caiaphas, elders, all in one night. And by the wee hours of the morning, they had cooked up enough charges and needed the Roman government to rubber stamp it. They brought Jesus before Pilate pulled at his quest for power and relevance with the headquarters in Rome and had an innocent man suffer pain, shame, disgrace, and death. In the physical, these people thought that they had seen the backside of their enemy, but in the spiritual, God concluded the work of redemption. What is our take? Our take is all creation is working for God, God is very much in control. Make no mistake about it. God has never lost his position. He has never lost his will. He has never lost his power. The whole of creation is working for God. Bible says I, he created the waster to destroy. So even the good, the bad, the ugly, all of them are working for God. Take it um an example i remember when we were young we used to watch um a puppet show it was produced in Jos, nigeria somebody would stand you know if you were watching the tv you could see the person that was pulling the threads and all of that the puppets were downstairs and they were moving to the the command of whoever was pulling the strings And things like that. Just take it that that's what God was doing. God was the one calling the shots. God was the one directing the stage play. And God was the one who knew. He wrote the script. He's directing it. He's producing it. Man was just acting out what had already been written. Jesus being the main character, he's a hero of the play. And the elders, the people, they are the villain of the plane at the end of the day god gets his will done man gets redeemed the price is paid and the sons of perdition get their forever doom what a beautiful story what a story i want you to know my dear friend today what i want you to take away from today's talk is god is in control of your life and All things are working together for your good. God will not let you alone in the hands of the enemy. Relax. God has you well covered. I will see you again tomorrow by God's grace. Till then, know this. I love you, but God loves you more. God bless you.